At The Home Depot, we're dedicated to helping you build the skills that get your home projects done right. That's why we offer free and interactive online DIY workshops. During the live streams, our knowledgeable associates help you tackle your DIY projects no matter your age or skill level. You can learn how to install new single pole switches as well as standard duplex and GFCI outlets. Register for free at homedepot.com slash workshops. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Welcome, Ben. Hey, thanks from for having Lucero. me. From Lucero. Yes, uh, very glad to be here. Thank you. Thanks for having us on Diddy TV. Yeah, it was really fun to have you guys in the studio today. and um, It was a pleasure playing. It sounds great in this room. Uh, so, yeah, it was. we enjoyed ourselves. It was a good time. Well, and of course, most people may not know this about Diddy TV, but we are very close to the um, Civil Rights Museum. We back up to that. And uh, back in 1998, when Lucero got started, uh, you guys actually played some of your first gigs right around here, right? Yeah, our very first show was in April of 1998, uh, and there was a warehouse space on Hewling, which is just right... Yeah, right down the road. ...block over. Um, and this area, by the way, was not developed at that no, time. No, it was pretty old, sketchy down here. Old warehouses and old buildings, yeah. right? Um, and uh, so, yeah, there were, you know, some punk rock types living in this kind of abandoned warehouse, and that's where our first show was. Um, a couple of punk rock bands and us. Uh, we played six songs, and we were... Scared to death, um, but we made it through, and and uh, yeah, now it's twenty twenty one years later, uh, still going. So, um, what, what was going on at the time that you guys chose sort of the alt country genre? I mean, what was you know? There's obviously there was alternative rock, a lot of alternative rock in the '90s, but then right. then emerged all the Wilcos of the world and and Luceros of the world. And so, how right. did that sort of happen for you guys? We kind of stumbled into it accidentally. Um, Brian Venable, my guitar player, and I, uh, we met by going to a bunch of the same shows. And uh, a lot of these were punk rock shows um, in basements and in warehouses and, you know, uh, weird venues that were all ages and kind of DIY, I guess is the term now. Um, and so we the were... The Antenna Club was still antenna around. Antenna was right? around, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and, and so we met... And Barristers was around. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so we were into that scene and that kind of music. Um, but, you know, as I was, uh, I don't know, I'm getting a little bit older, into my 20s. And um, I was actually going back and kind of rediscovering music uh, that I'd grown up with that I'd kind of, you know, rebelled against. Um, and, you know, Johnny Cash is... Uh, it's kind of an, it's a very, everybody loves Johnny Cash, whether, you know, you're a heavy metal guy. When you grow up in the South or, and all these you know, people are in your consciousness, Johnny whether Cash you. Is, exactly. Right. Um, and so you, you start, you know, getting into his songwriting and, and then you, and then you're listening to, you know, Willie Nelson and then George Jones. And you remember, remember this stuff from growing up in the South, um, but you haven't gone back and listened to it in a while. And so I was rediscovering that and all this classic rock stuff that I grew up on, you know, the Tom Petty and the. Sure. Springsteen, um, but but those weren't the shows I was going to. I was going to very loud punk rock shows, um, and Brian had never been in a band before, um, and I couldn't find anybody else to play with me. But I wanted to do something different, and uh, I asked him if he wanted to be in a band that sounded kind of like Johnny Cash or maybe even like the Pogues from 
the South, if the Pogues weren't an Irish band. If that's, that was the original idea. Uh, we'd, uh, we kind of went, we kind of just became a rock and roll band. Uh, you became your own sound. Our own kind of right. thing after a while. But, uh, but that was the original concept. Uh, and so we started playing, you know, really soft, quiet, kind of country-influenced songs. And then, you know, a little while later, people were like, oh, you must, you know, you like Uncle Tupelo and, uh, you know, alternative country stuff. So that and was all like, going over, that was all going on over here somewhere. We had no idea that that existed. We're like, oh, it's very we're alternative country. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, that's what we're doing. Somebody's already been doing this for a while. There's already a label for this. Totally. Uh, we just were ignorant of it and unaware. Um, so, yeah, we were just, we thought we were... Uh, doing something real cool, playing country songs at punk rock shows. But, yeah, it had, it had been going on for a while. Well, the fact that there was a label, did that help you guys? The fact that there was something out there that general public sort of Maybe. knew about a little um, bit? I don't know. It depends on who you talk to. You mm-hmm. say alternative country or Americana to somebody, and they might or might not know what you're talking about. That's very true. Um, so, like, you know, if I'm in an Uber or a taxi and they're like, oh, you're in a band, what kind of music do you play? I usually say kind of country rock, um, which some of our stuff is maybe country rock. Um, but yeah, it's, you can, some people know Americana and, but, uh, but it's a, there's it's a, a tribe out there to, it, for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm not exactly sure how we fit into it. That's what we've been doing for the last 20 years. Uh, whatever you want to call it. So you started out, were you playing covers or did you start off no. Original from the start. All original All from original the start. All original from the start. Yeah. Um, the first song I wrote was a song called Wish Me Luck, and then Into Your Eyes, which ended up being re-recorded for Tennessee, the Tennessee album. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, it, 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 came real, it came real naturally, actually, after being in punk rock bands and writing these kind of, uh, I don't know, they were all breakup songs and relationship songs. Sure. Um, and the stuff I was writing for those bands, uh, I don't know, once I decided to try to go for this different sound, uh, that songwriting kind of real naturally kind of led into a more countryish type sound. And, uh, and then, yeah, we, we were recording a new record every year for a little while there. Um, and so, yeah, now we're on record number 10 or 11. I'm not sure. Um, Has your songwriting style changed over the years? Not, not really. Uh, it's still all kind of coming from the same place. Does an uh, idea hit you? I mean, do you have a place that you like to hang out and write music, or is it just sort of... For sure. Um, yeah. uh, in the old days, uh, I grew up in Little Rock, Arkansas, and uh, my uncle and my father had a furniture store there, and I had a little room in the back, uh, and I had a key, and I could go there, you know, any time of night. Be quiet. And I could be, mm-hmm. or as loud as I wanted as, uh, to, and nobody was around <laughs> to hear me singing. Which is probably more important. <laughs> and that's, yeah, you want to be able to scream your head off while you're singing and try stuff out and, and not have to worry about anybody hearing all the awfulness that you're going through as you're trying to write these songs. And learn guitar. Exactly. It's, it can be pretty rough at the beginning. And it can be rough right now if you, yeah, just trying to stumble through, you know, guitar chords until you find something that you're like, ooh, okay, wait, that's actually good. That makes it a little more interesting. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, that's always been the process is just kind of stumbling around in the dark until you, you're like, oh, wait, this note and this note, those go real nice together. And then you find a vocal pattern that goes on top of it. And then I spend usually months and months trying to uh, whittle away at the lyrics and find something worth singing about. That's the tough part. 
Um, and you guys have been together, together. I mean, the same guys together for a long time. Yeah. And so when you write a song, do they arrange it? Do they, are they coming up with their own part? How does that work? Uh, usually, usually the song's pretty close to done when I bring it to the guys. Um, and then, you know, they add their own parts on, on top. Um, and sometimes, uh, like a song we did today, Always Been You, sometimes a part um, is so good or so influential that it changes the song and we kind of, you know, um, it can adapt to the parts that they write. Um, but usually the song exists on its own before I bring it to the, before I bring it to the guys. Um, but then once I bring it to Lucero, they, they make it sound like Lucero. Um, when you guys have avid fans that support you all over the place, all over the country. They've been real nice and to us. They have been. And, and then you have the Lucero family block party that you hold in, in Memphis every year, which That's is right. a little bit of a um, shout out to where you got started from. Yeah, it's, uh, we've been on the road so much, we don't get to play Memphis as often as we used to. Um, and so, yeah, coming back and doing a, a big hometown show in the spring every year is uh, it's real fun. And it's usually real wet, too. It always seems to rain on us. But, uh, that's, but that's a Memphis is, spring, though, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> and our crowd kind of knows what to expect. And they luckily, their wellies. luckily they're, they're willing to, you know, uh, brave the, the rain and the storms. And, uh, and, and you know, they, they stick with us, which is very nice of them. Well, and it's a testament to um, the outreach you guys have because it's always an incredible lineup every year. We've been real lucky. We've had great, great folks play that. I, one of the first ones we did here at Minglewood, uh, the North Mississippi All-Stars played it. And uh, we had Sun Vault one year and Turnpike Troubadours one year and uh, uh, St. Paul and the Broken Bones. Um, and this year it's Blackberry Smoke is kind of the, the biggest they, They've been to Diddy. We love them. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Great. Great. Um, so, yeah, we're looking forward to that show. It's, uh, it's going to be fun. So Among the Ghosts. Let's talk about Among the Ghosts. That, yeah. that uh, came out in 2018, August 2018 or somewhere yeah, in there? Yeah, 2018, uh, August. Uh, yeah, just last year. And where did you guys record that? We recorded Among the Ghosts at uh, Sam Phillips Studio, um, which isn't too far away. Yeah, right around um, the corner. It's, uh, it's the studio he built um, after he sold Elvis to RCA. And, um, and so he'd moved out of the original Little Sun Studios, uh, which everybody goes on the tour there, you know. And, um, and he moved just a couple blocks away and built this studio uh, kind of from the ground up, exactly how he wanted a studio to be. And, um, and it hasn't changed much since then uh you it's kind of like a little time capsule you walk in there and it's still 1962 it's amazing it's really I've been cool there and it, it is amazing and they don't do tours you know no. it's still a functioning studio and they uh so yeah it's kind of special getting to go inside and see where johnny cash burned his cigarette 100%. on the <laughs> there's a bar upstairs it's <laughs> yeah. really uh, it's the offices are upstairs and it's uh it's really cool getting to work in an environment like that um, and you worked with Matt, Matt Rossbang? Matt Rossbang was a, the, a co-producer and engineer, and he's just a, a genius. Um, he's a really talented, uh, really talented guy and a Memphis guy. Uh, we're very lucky to have him. He works a bunch in Nashville, but, but I like that he's a, he's a Memphis kid. And um, so, yeah, he's family. 
And uh, it was real nice. We, since we're in Memphis and he's in Memphis and the studio is right there, it's, it's real close to our practice space, actually, right in the neighborhood. So we just go in for you know a few days here and there and then go on the road and play and come back and do a few more days here and there. And we kind of worked on this Pretty record. Real, real relaxed, mm-hmm. real easy going environment. And we could kind of work on it when we had the time. So we kind of built it up over a year. Uh, and the songs had time to kind of grow in a real natural kind of way. Um, and we had, we had a little bit of time to kind of let the songs figure themselves out. Um, and so, yeah, that was a really, that was a really fun year getting to go in there, you know, every, every other month or so and work on it. So what are, what are some of the songs about? And was there any kind of theme there or just in general, you know, what, tell me a little bit about the, the music. A theme kind of did develop. Um, I had no idea what it was, what the record was going to focus on when we started. Um, we, I went in with mainly for this record, actually, we went in with just a, a few random parts here and there. And a lot of the songs did kind of come together uh, on the floor um, of the studio. Uh, And kind of through the course of writing it, uh, family ended up being a big theme. Uh, Your recent father? Yeah, I've got a, she'll be three in July. I got a little girl, Izzy. And um, And you you actually performed one of the song about her. Hello, My Name is Izzy is a goofy song that we wrote for her just to make her dance. Um, but, uh, but we've been playing it at all the live shows and it's become one of the more popular songs and I, I didn't see that coming. Uh, it was just kind of a throwaway little silly thing, but, but people seem Super to dig fun. it. It's real fun. Um, I'm glad people like it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I got married a, a few years ago and had a daughter and now, uh, it's cliche, but yeah, that changes your perspective for sure. And, uh. So yeah, now there's uh, there's more important stuff in my life, uh, and and I'm happier than I've ever been. Um, but uh, and there were a lot of Lucero fans that were worried that uh, if I get too happy, where all the where's all the I angst going to come how from? How am I going to write these <laughs> Lucero songs, these sad drinking songs? But um, there's still plenty of uh, I don't know. Uh, now it's. A, Having a family can be scary as well. I've got somebody to worry about. I've got to worry about That's the future true. now. Um, I've got something to lose now. I've never had that before. Um, so there's a certain kind of seriousness uh, to the songs. Um, and there's a little bit, a little bit of a, I don't know. And then there's still love songs, but it's love songs to my family. Um, and yeah, songs about, you know, being away and separated and, you know, missing the folks back home. Um, and, uh, yeah, so there's still plenty of, uh, there's plenty of sad stuff to write about still. Um, Among the ghost. N- but it's nice having a home to go back to. Oh, yes, yeah. abs- absolutely. You're on the road and yeah. there's, I'm sure, plenty of things to write about that um, even you observe in other people. For sure. And there's, uh, there's more of that on this record, too, where I was trying to write from other perspectives um, other than just Ben Nichols. Um, and, yeah, I was taking some cues from my little brother, Jeff, uh, who's a... He's a filmmaker, right? He's a writer and director. Uh, he's written and filmed five films. Um, and so there's another song we did today called Long Way Back Home. 
I was kind of inspired by some of his movies. Loving um, and Mud and... Loving, uh, Mid uh, Midnight Special, Midnight Special, Mud, right. Take Shelter, and Shotgun mm -hmm. Stories. Um, and most of them were made right across the river in Arkansas, which is where we're from. So one of the songs on the album is on the mo one of the movies he just... Loving. Loving. Mm -hmm. uh, Loving I wrote for uh, the end credits of that film. Mm -hmm. And um, the song's titled Loving, the movie's titled Loving. Um, and yeah, that... Uh, it's uh, I'm really proud of that song. It's uh, it's based on real people, uh, and their Supreme Court case against the state of Virginia. Um, it's a case that you can't even imagine happened. Uh, yeah, in they were uh, the fact that somebody could be put in jail mm -hmm. uh, for getting married to somebody uh, is mind-boggling. Um, and but they won the case. They won the case, of course, and um, yeah, the Equality of Marriage Act um, came about because of that case, and uh, and so yeah, it was a landmark case. And I don't know. It's funny that some of those issues are still being having to be discussed today. And he um, helped with one of the videos. Is that the video he did, or was it a different? No, video? Uh, that one was just for the film. Uh, and but my little brother came to Memphis, and we made a video for Long Way Back Home. Which, uh, which was kind of inspired by some of his more, um, I don't know, uh, Long Way Back Home was inspired by uh, some of his earlier films uh, about brothers and uh, criminals and shadier type stuff. Okay, so when you were eight years old, were you playing guitar and he was making a movie of it? Or how, how much older are you than I'm he is? I'm about five years older, oh, Okay, four so he wasn't making older. a movie at three. No, but he, <laughs> he's one of those people that always knew exactly what he wanted to do. Um, and so, yeah, he went right out of high school into film school uh, and just was very focused. Um, so, yeah, we went to a lot of movies with my dad growing up, and uh, he soaked all those, all those up. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's very talented, and he was always meant to be a film, filmmaker. Me, I had no idea what I was going to do, and uh, I always enjoyed playing music, but uh, never thought I would make a career out of it. Um, At what point did you think I'm going to be doing this as my career? Because um, a lot of people start bands and right. you don't really know where it's going and everyone's right. got a day job, so to speak. And there's got to be that moment where you think, I've got to quit my day job and actually right. make this happen. None of us, our day jobs uh, were never very, uh, we never had any serious jobs. Uh, we avoided real work. Uh, we were very good at avoiding work and jobs um when the band started pretty much immediately we all moved in together into a really i think rent was 600 bucks for all of us um so if you can cover 600 bucks a month uh then you can just get in the van and go on the road and just stay gone now all that, the time. that's what memphis is good for it's cheap it's and cheap to live here you know, it's great start it's very artist friendly and, yeah and want to move to la or new york and i'm like why would you want to pay that much rent if you're going to be on the road all the time anyways just yeah, just get a cheap place and a van and go on the road. And that's what we did. Um, and so, yeah, we, I don't know if we, we never thought about it as a career. It's just we wanted to get in the van and go. Um, I find it interesting that you guys started when you did because uh, that was right at the beginning of the turmoil of the music industry. Yeah, and which we just always were on the outside of everything anyways. We never really considered ourselves... Uh, I don't know. We never saw ourselves being on a major label. 
uh, or becoming famous. That was never a goal, really. We just wanted to travel around and play, you know, crappy rock clubs and have fun. Um, what, how do you, what do you attribute what do. the uh, longevity you've had in the in the business? We really don't want to get real jobs. Um, so you're working really hard at not getting a real job. Scared to death of. Of course, I would consider work. what you do a real job. Uh, we, uh, it's it. It's awfully fun though. It's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I have trouble calling it work. It's too too much fun. Um, but it it does take a lot of energy and it takes a lot of effort. But it's uh, but it's not work. Um, yeah. We don't want day jobs ever. So. Well, one of Diddy TV's own, Mark Edgar Stewart, of course, yeah. says hello. Oh, I love and that guy. He, um, yeah, we've known, we've known, uh, we've known him for a long time, uh, way back in the Pawtucket's days. I Mad think Jack Records. And Mad Jack Records. We've we've known all those guys for a while. Um, and yeah, Mark's doing really well. Mm -hmm. He's uh, he's playing shows all over town. Uh, he's doing really well. I'm proud of him. Well, it was so great to have Lucero in the studio today and Thank you for um, having us. we've been you know wanting to have you guys in for a while and I'm schedule wasn't finally, permitting but I'm glad we could finally was, slow down enough and make it yes, make it work. Yeah, yeah, so it was it was just phenomenal and we look forward to having you back. We'll come back for sure. Thank Thanks, you very ben. much. Appreciate it. At the Home Depot, we're dedicated to helping you build the skills that get your home projects done right. That's why we offer free and interactive online DIY workshops. During the live streams, our knowledgeable associates help you tackle your DIY projects no matter your age or skill level. You can learn how to install new single pole switches as well as standard duplex and GFCI outlets. Register for free at homedepot.com workshops. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.